Do you desire to pray more for your spouse? Do you desire to pray more with your spouse? We understand that you may not know where to start, or maybe you feel uncomfortable praying, or maybe you don't know what to pray, or maybe you simply want to add something more to your current prayer life. This is why we wrote The Marriage Gift, 365 Prayers for Our Marriage. We desire that it would be used as a daily reminder and catalyst for you and your spouse to grow a dynamic and consistent prayer life together. This book is a compilation of 365 unique and powerful prayers that cover a range of diverse topics that every marriage deals with. You can read it alone, or ideally, you read it with your spouse. Also, we hope that the topics that are brought up in these prayers would become a starting point for deeper and more intimate conversations with your spouse and a desire to seek God on these matters together. Visit themarriagegift.com today and order your copy and give your marriage the greatest gift, powerful and meaningful prayer. Visit themarriagegift.com today. and welcome to the Marriage After God podcast. We're your hosts, Aaron and Jennifer Smith. We have been married 15 years and have five sweet children who are growing up way too fast. We love God and we love marriage. And we love to be honest about it all. Marriage is not always a walk in the park, but we do believe it has a powerful purpose. So our goal here is to open up the conversation to talk about our faith and our marriage. Especially in light of the gospel. We certainly don't have all the answers, but if you stick around, we may just make you laugh. But our hope is to encourage you to chase boldly after God's purpose for your life together. This is Marriage After God. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Marriage After God podcast. We're glad you're here. Jennifer's laughing because she gets nervous when we're starting these things every time. She's like, this isn't my notes. What do I do? What do I do? You just talk to them. Play a little ditty. I was hiding that from you for a long time. <laughs> oh, you were waiting to, to pull that out of me, huh? Well. You're welcome. Yeah. All right. So today we're going to be chatting about this little idea of the importance of pacing ourselves. For the purpose of peace. Peace in our lives. Pace and peace. So yeah. they like, is that intentional? You think God is like, I want those words to be like real close together. <laughs> so that's what we're going to be talking about today is peace and pace. Or pace to get peace. That's really what it is. It's so. not a funny episode, but I feel like I'm just, I got the giggles. You got the giggles? Yeah. You've been looking at a computer screen for quite a while, so you're like. I'm delirious. A little bit delirious. I think that's okay. <laughs> so you take it from here. Well, before we get started, I just wanted to let you guys know that um, one of one of the. <laughs> you got this. All you got to do is read it. <laughs> I don't know why this is so hard for me right now. Okay. Sorry, guys. But you okay. just do it. You got this. Okay, redo. Take, take a breath. Can we cut that? Pace, pace yourself. <laughs> this is going to work. <laughs> guys, she's laughing hard right now. What's in those gummy bears? Uh, they're all natural, so. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I, I'll do it. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, so we just want to let you all know that one of the ways that we support this podcast is by uh, you all picking up copies of our books. We've written quite a few books and we um, wrote them to bless and benefit marriages around the world. And so we want to invite you, um, you know, what, two of the books that we have that actually helps with pace is our devotionals, Wife After God and Husband After God. And they're 30-day marriage devotionals um, with daily topics to focus on based off um, specific scriptures. 
And there's also an included daily prayer. They're brief, but they're doable. And they're, they, you can do them alone or you can do them with your spouse. Um, we've been selling them for years. Um, people have loved them. Um, why don't you read some of these reviews real quick? Yeah, since I got myself together. You got here. yourself. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> so this first one is from Travis. He said, wonderful materials, very helpful to my marriage. God used these books to really help us out of a dark place, biblically based and true to God's word and character. And then Heather said, we have been using the books together each night since we received them. After nearly 25 years of marriage, we are looking at God's design with fresh eyes and reaping the benefits of seeing our marriage as a reflection of his love story. Which those are awesome. And that's, that's our hearts for these is that we would draw people back to God's word, that we would help people see um, God's vision for their marriage. Like God's shown us, we're not uh, marriage experts, but we do love leading people to Christ and pointing them back to the thing that changes us, which is the word of God. Um, so this show is supported by people like you purchasing our books. If you want to go pick up a copy of our books today, our devotionals, you can go to shop.marriageaftergod.com. So today's topic was actually my idea. I was inspired by it from an experience that I had that I'll go into in just a little bit. Um, and it's probably something that we all should revisit every year, maybe multiple times throughout the year. Just this yeah. idea of evaluating our pace and how fast or slow we're going in life, what's pressuring us to do that. And really, after last week's episode on life transitions, I feel like this is a really good follow-up. <laughs> it's a great follow-up, actually. Yeah. Um, and I think it's super necessary in this day and age. I was just, I was literally in the car just talking to the kids and I was saying, you know why we like, I have you guys do work with me and we work. I was like, if it was 200 years ago, guys, you'd be out working in the fields all day and, and all of you'd be washing clothes in a, out of a bin with a wash, with a washboard. She's like, a what? And I'm like, well, that's how they used to wash clothes was with their hands. Um, life forced pace, you know, generations ago. But nowadays we have so many things that help us with things that we can fill our lives with a lot of things. Yeah. So... I was also thinking about everybody like me who are preparing their kids for going back to school. Maybe a lot of you already started, but just um, yeah, understand. Yeah. And trying to figure out what's your pace going into the new school year. And so I hope that you specifically find gems in today. I hope that it, it really blesses you with that idea of going back to school. Something that I love to do in our homeschool and, and getting back to school with the kids is an all about me time. Sometimes we take one, two, three days just all about you, Jennifer. No, not all about me. <laughs> all about because <clears throat> that would be fun. Nice. all about me in quotations, <laughs> uh, where we talk about their likes, their dislikes, how old they are, what grade they're in, like all of, you know. You get mm -hmm. this little sheet and you fill it out, and then uh, we usually do like a painted self portrait, which is really fun. That's part, my favorite part because the kids always express themselves very uniquely. So I thought today would be fun with a lightning round of all about me for you and I, oh. for our listeners to oh, get to I, know us more. That's funny. I didn't realize that that was what this was, <laughs> but okay, cool. <laughs> I mean, why not? So we could just take turns going back and forth asking a question and say like, what's on the top of your mind? Fun? Okay. Yes? So you willing? <laughs> yeah. Are we going to go through these questions? Here? <laughs> yeah. Those are good. Okay. okay. I'm going to ask you first. What's your age? 36. Although I keep telling everyone 37, I just keep forgetting. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm 38 and some change. Getting old? Yeah, I'm getting old. Okay. How tall are you? I'm pretty sure I'm 6'1". Or at least used to be. I'm just kidding. You, it's, <laughs> I think you start growing shorter at, after a certain age, right? At 40? Is that what I'm, it happens? I'm 5'5'5". 5'5'5"? 5'5'5"? 5'5'5"? 5'5'5"? 5'5'5"? Okay. 
What was your favorite subject in school? Was it all your AP classes? <laughs> no. no, but I really love history. Oh, it incorporates like art and writing. I, I wish I had a better like history experience in school because growing up, at, or being older now, I wish I liked history more. But I, that was like my least favorite subject. And to be honest, I didn't have, Hold on. I, didn't I don't think the next subject. question was, why don't you like your oh, oh, school subject? I did, Just say why you, what's your favorite? My favorite subject in school was probably my um, psychology class I took. Already then. Yeah. What's your favorite color? I always say green, but that's just because it's always been green. Is it so really pink? It's probably, yeah. <laughs> um, so I actually, it, it's green, but I don't know. You're really it, confusing I don't know on these really questions. Good. Sorry. I'm a, I'm a complicated <laughs> you're, person. You're that kid when we're doing All About Me where I have to keep crossing out the answer and put <laughs> another one? Okay. Um, and I'm getting stuck on answering all these questions, but my favorite color is blue. You ask the next one. Uh, what's your favorite food or meal? Dessert. <laughs> It counts. I like just burritos. all desserts. Burrito desserts. Bur <laughs> okay. Don't give me a reason to laugh. My favorite food is pizza, probably. Yeah. Easily, yeah. I could eat that almost any time. I concur. What's your favorite hobby? Mm, Interest. Liking of to doing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like to keep those secret. What? <laughs> uh, I like uh, just spending time with my friends. Like going, going on. A, yes, you, of <laughs> course. That's you're my favorite hobby. You like babe. to go to the movies. I do like. I, I, I used like to. I used to. to a lot more. Uh, not so much anymore. But yes, spending time with with a good friend. friends. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my favorite hobby is doing something crafty, artsy, painting something like that. And you know what? I'm just gonna say this. Or excursion. You haven't adventure. done that in a long time, and I think you should just go do something artsy one of these days. Thank you. I'm just going to give you permission an hour to go and you're just going <laughs> to, you're wonderful. Yeah. Okay. What's your favorite game to play with me? Favorite game to play with you. It's definitely not phase 10. <laughs> we or, fought about that way too many times. <laughs> or uh, Catan or I'm just kidding. We're, I'm supposed to say what my favorite game is. Um, actually, what is it? Tag. Um, tag. I don't know. So obviously you well, need to play how, more games. How many games do we play just us? I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't know why. Well, I'm I don't want to tell. I don't want to tell on us. But our last week's challenge was you were supposed to play a game together. Oh no! We didn't do it. We failed. No, we didn't. So now we got to do it. We didn't do our own challenge. <laughs> Sorry, Holy everyone gets moly. a pass for the first week challenge. So technically, we're recording this within this. We still have time. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna play a game this week and figure out what's our favorite game to play. Yeah. All right. Um. Uh, Mine lately has been pickleball, which a little is a little bit oh, more active. Okay, I'm not even thinking it's like okay. outdoor games. Pickleball is actually a lot of fun. I would say that one. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's that one. Let's go do that this week. <laughs> okay. Um, what are three words that describe you? That's an easy one, I think. To describe me or you? I'm, I'm being facetious because it's a lot of words to have to um, pick. We can skip this question. Uh, okay. What do you want to do when you grow up? <laughs> I want to be like you. What? No, I don't. I mean, I do. I I feel like I stuck my foot in my mouth. <laughs> you want to be like, that's cool. You want to be like me? I just want to have fun. <laughs> what do you want to be when you grow up? You want to have fun? Okay. I want to be, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say the good thing. I want to be a better father when I grow up. Oh, that's really sweet. Oh. I'd love to be a guitar player. <laughs> right now I'm, I'm in. That's actually, that is what you want to be. You want to be, a, you want to play some instrument so, when you get older. Can I just explain really quick? I was practicing the piano last year and then we packed it up and put it away when we moved. 
And so I told Aaron, I really want to play an instrument. Maybe I should get a guitar. And so he, him and Elliot really kindly bought me this guitar and I started trying to practice. But Aaron said that all my years of fake strumming and air strumming have messed me up. <laughs> it's just okay. I'm really stuck on strumming. I did say that. But in context, <laughs> she was asking me why she couldn't strum good. So I was just trying to let her know. Okay. That's what I want to be when I grow oh, up. Oh, man. You, you are getting good. You, you should play. We should intro one of these with you playing a song for them. No. I'll put my microphone on the guitar. No. Your microphone to your mouth. <laughs> she's she's getting good. Okay, we just, let's move on. Let's do this. We got this. We're going to go on to the real topic for today. Hopefully our listeners liked hearing about us. I think so. Yeah. It's funny. It is funny. I liked it. So <laughs> Go play All About Me with your spouse. <laughs> it's actually good to do it periodically because we get so in it in life. That we forget to just say, hey, who are you? Has things changed in your personality? Are your favorites yeah. still your favorites? Oh, your favorites still your favorites. Yeah, because I actually don't, some of these favorites, I don't know if they're my favorites. I have to go back and I have to totally self-evaluate my whole life. Yeah. Green. I don't know. Okay. I just don't know. Let's okay. move on. All right. Um, so why are you encouraged to talk about this topic, babe? Well, uh, in all honesty, our life this past probably five, six months have just felt <clears throat> a little chaotic, which we did talk about in last episode mm-hmm. of life transitions and i think a big portion of that was just lo- losing grips on our rhythms and routines and things that we were yeah that we had maintained for so long and so we're just in this space right now of relearning and relearning what our pace looks like in a new home and even new mm-hmm. homeschool year cuz i things are changing i decided Aaron decided we decided that we're going to be uh, utilizing cc uh, classical conversations community which is just different for me, but I'm really excited about. So is that CCC? <clears throat> CCC. <laughs> so um, this episode, I'm probably going to be sharing a l- little bit extra on what I've been learning while working out with a trainer, but that's probably the only episode. I tried looking ahead. I don't think it comes in that much more often. So all my examples and things that I'm sharing are but have been inspired. Well, I'd say it, it, it's a big deal because this is, you've been really consistent with this and you are learning a lot. Yeah. So, so today's episode, I thought about when uh, I was working on the rower and my coach was telling me, hey, you need to slow down. You have way more intervals to do. And if you start out at a 10, you're quickly going to be at a two. Whereas if you don't start so quickly and you say start at an eight, mm-hmm. you'll slowly go down to a two over time and you'll just have more energy. What we call reserved. that in CrossFit is coming out hot. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when you come out hot, you're going to fizzle out. Didn't know that, but that's what I was doing and I was exhausting myself. And so he was trying to tell me to slow down to reserve my energy and be able to go longer over mm-hmm. time. And so as he's talking me through this and I'm watching my pace come down and, and maintain itself better, I realized how profitable that kind of mentality would be in homeschool, in family life, in other routines that I have. Um, in fact, I was thinking back on my homeschool journey and I remember year after year, I would start really strong in September and do all the things that I want to be doing and then come you know, spring, I'm burnt out or the kids are burnt out or we just feel like we want to hurry up, you know, want to rush through everything just so we can have a break. And then I remember somebody posting on, I think it was Instagram, a book that she was reading, um, Teaching from Rest by Sarah McKenzie. And it's so brief, but it's so packed with rich goodness Mm -hmm. about your pace. It's, it was so encouraging for me to hear. And that one specifically about 
uh, homeschool and teaching from rest uh, to to try and find a rhythm that makes it things peaceful for your family. And so yeah. uh, applying those things that I learned really helped me in uh, incorporating rest throughout our homeschool year. And mm-hmm. like you said, not coming in hot or what did you say? Coming in hot. Yeah. So <laughs> anyways, that's kind of what inspired this whole thing because I know I'm not the only one who struggles with pacing themselves with all different areas of life. Mm. Yeah, tries to accomplish everything in the first month and then... Fizzles out. <laughs> Fizzles out real quick. <laughs> Gets burnt out. So I guess the practical here, the, the the thing that I hope would stick with you guys would be to start off slow. No matter what you aim to do, whether it's your marriage and trying to prioritize date night or the laundry. Mm-hmm. It, pretty much anything. So we, you're talking about homeschool and and working out and th- those things but mm-hmm. it, it's in any any set I've, I've mentioned this a lot in the past we had a whole episode on this about what we're capable of oh, that we're limited that we're limited but we don't realize that we're limited mm-hmm. so we always try we always think we can do more we can um as my my mom always said um when you wanted to eat too much like i filled my plate up with too much food right she'd be like your eyes are bigger than your stomach yep Meaning like, yeah. oh, I look how much I could put on my plate. And, and then I'm like halfway through it and I can't finish it. Yeah. And if we do this in life or in marriage, like we're going to run ourselves into the ground. With We're going to be miserable. Yeah, everything. Um, and the beauty about learning to pace ourselves is that we end up having more peace and actually more success. So going back to your analogy, just to give an example for this, of the rower. Yeah. Um, if you come out hot and you're like, and I've done this in so many workouts, and I'm like, yeah, I'm a, and I'm ahead of everyone feels awesome for about a minute. Yeah. For like 30 (laughs) seconds, I have all this energy and it's gone. And then I can't even keep up with everyone because I've already depleted Mm. everything in my, my, in myself. Um, and so you can actually, if if you have a good pace, those are the people that have more success, more progress that don't try and bite off more than they can chew. Mm -hmm. Don't try and all these youth, you name the analogy. We've all heard it. Don't, you know, don't coming out, not coming out hot, um, off the gate. Um, and so, it affects every aspect of our life if we can just look at anything, the way we are in our marriage, the way with our kids, our our jobs, our businesses that maybe that we're starting, um, finding a healthy, peaceful pace mm-hmm. and not trying to overdo it. So learning to have a pace is really about learning to make small steps of consistency and routines rather than large jumps of change. That's good. Which is funny because in our flesh – the large jumps of change, it always sounds more appealing. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I just want to get to yeah. X. You're like, well, no, you got to get to B first. Yeah. Like before we can get to C and then D. Well, and usually when you when you try and do those large jumps of cha- change, you want to see change rapidly and you get disappointed when things aren't changing quick enough. Yeah. Whereas if you steady yourself and you make small, consistent steps towards your goals mm-hmm. and be patient, we're going to get into all these yeah. in a little bit, but yeah. it all kind of ties in. Really, really good stuff. Okay, so in talking about pace lately, Aaron, what areas have you been thinking about when it comes to pacing yourself or what are you recognizing you need to pace yourself in? So um, lately, I I have a funny story that I'm going to bring up, but lately I've been seeing myself trying to do too many things at once. And I think that's a product of me not having a good routine or pace. Well, and then we move into this new house and there's like boxes everywhere. There's things to unpack. There's always a project. Well, there's tons of things, so many things, and and they're all little things. And if I was to like look at them all, a lot of them could don't have to be done right away. But because of 
me maybe not doing enough, like being consistent and do like chipping away. And like, mm-hmm. I did this little thing here and that I took a Saturday morning and I did that. And I, yeah. and I did this little thing. I, I don't do anything cause I'm a little overwhelmed by it all. And then I get this little ener- boost of energy. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do all this stuff. And I don't get, I don't finish any of it, which makes more of a mess, I think. Uh, here's an example of what I mean, by the way. This actually literally happened today. So I'm hanging out with the kids today. Jennifer's been working on a project that we're working on. We kind of mentioned it a little bit last week, but I don't know if you're ready to share what it is. Not yet. Okay. We'll keep you Someone keep asked, you is, is it a devotion? Yes. It's a marriage oh. devotion. So she's working on it. Um, and so I'm like, okay, I'm going to be with the kids and I'm letting her, you know, work away in the bedroom and I'm trying to get all the kids to, we're, we're working in, as a family of picking up after ourselves. And this is every one of us actually <laughs> remember Jennifer was just talking about us kind of relearning yeah. how to be. And so we have this house and we have our, and all of our kids and we went from a trailer to now this big space and everything gets left everywhere all the time. And so I'm trying to like Don't work with the kids. Us. I'm just saying it's a, if you walk into our house right now, you'd see. Um, and I'm like, so I'm, a, I'm in their bedroom and I'm like, okay, guys, you're all going to get in here. All of you are going to help get all of this bedroom clean. And they're, they're trying to work out. I'm like, okay, cool. I have a few minutes while they're kind of busy. Um, and a part came in that I've been waiting for, oh, for our hot water heater. Mm-hmm. It just got dropped off. And I'm like, sweet. I've been waiting for this. So I go grab that and I'm opening up on the counter and then I walk into the bedroom and I go, okay, make sure you get this stuff. And I'm like, you guys need to stop, stop playing around and get back to work because they forget that they're supposed to be cleaning. They don't forget. They know you're not watching. And then I, I walk, <laughs> exactly. And then I walk out and I get the part and I'm like, okay, cool. This doesn't look too hard. And I walk into the, the garage and I, I peek at the machine and I take the panel off and I put the part down and I go back inside. And I'm like, okay guys, now we're going to move to Elliot's room. And we move into <laughs> Elliot's room. And then the moment they walk in, I walk out to the garage and I'm, scan in the machine i'm like oh here it is here's the part and there's like this little clippy and i'm like oh it looks like all the pipes are just held together by these little clips that's super easy there's no screws or nothing and so i just pull the clip right off (laughs) nine gallons a minute of water just start flooding my garage and i'm like freaking out i'm trying to i'm like i'm trying to push the the hose back in and i'm like the clip won't go back on and i don't know what to do and and then finally, like I notice under my right under my nose is this big old red handle for a, the water shut off. I just shut it off. Praise God, it stops flowing because there was like three red handles. I pulled the right one, and I'm just sitting there like soaking wet. But I'm like, well, now what? Okay. And so I I finally I'm like getting towels and drying up the floor, and I go inside the house, and the kids are playing and not even cleaning, <laughs> and I'm like, oh. and all my water is off. So, anyways, just a perfect little example, you know of of trying to do too many things at once when I could have just been focusing and doing a really good job on the one thing I'm doing a pretty terrible job at all of the things. <laughs> a I don't know if that gives you a good example, but I'm, I'm not very paced currently. We're working on it. That's I, why we're doing this. Yeah. I, we needed this for us. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm slowly, I'm slowly trying to get back to this. And again, that's just a comical and kind of frustrating example of the choices I've been making and the way I'm kind of organizing my mind and my life and my heart with my family. Okay. So I have a question for you. Go. Okay. So is there anything that you did this week that you were trying to change your pace or, or work on your routine or do that was successful? Well, uh, yeah, I was going to, I was going to get at that is I've been trying to get back into a morning routine. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get up because then I could get in the word. I can exercise i can kind of like i have i have that few hours in the morning 
Um, and I did it like once. That's and so okay. that's a, that's a success. <laughs> I did it like once. Um, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to have a, a better pace. Um, and at the end of the day, like, like, like I said, if I'm, if I am trying to do too many things, then I'm not doing the th- all the things well. When I could just, I could have just focused on being with the kids. Yeah. Which is what I should have done. So I think the practical here, because mine was start off slow, yours would be make a priority list. Make a list where you can really focus on what's right in front of you. Kind of like your your workout list. You have like, you have to do this and then you have to do this and then you have to do this. I think those things are important, but but part of pacing yourself is actually uh, waiting to do those extra things that don't uh, require your attention right now. Or right. or putting things off that would hinder what you're trying to work on right now. Does that make sense? Right. So it's it, I'm trying to take take do, do too many things at once, which is not a good pace. That's trying to go too fast. Now I was I actually got the part in, but we still don't have hot, hot water now, and and that's the thing is we essentially got to keep the main thing the main thing. Mm-hmm. So today or else. The, the, the main thing <laughs> should have been. Me just hanging out with the kids, helping them clean their rooms, helping them, you know, get, figure out their own patterns and pace. And I, and I, I was talking today. I'm like, we got to learn as a family to be better at picking up after ourselves. <laughs> that's a that's a pace thing. That's yeah. a thinking about because sure. that slows us down when we don't do that. Because mm-hmm. now there's just, you know, the sinks full of dishes, which has kind of been our thing for our, our whole marriage. But we're working on that, too. But, yeah, keeping the main thing the main thing I like that. is a is a way of prioritizing and not trying to jam too much stuff into our momentum. Cool. I like that. And there's a verse that came to my mind when we were, you know, thinking about pace and the word endurance came to my mind. I thought about Hebrews 12, one through two. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin, which clings so closely and let us run with endurance, the race that is set before us, Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Mm. And so I love that picture of endurance and running the race that's set before us, um, kind of Mm. getting rid of the things that are hindering us and keeping our eyes on the prize. So, and this is, I I look at this as that that race, that pace of inner faith, uh, because everything we're talking about can play out in our faith as well. Like, oh, I want to, you know, I want to be in the word more. So then we, we make this crazy plan of like, I'm going to read six chapters a day. I'm going to, and we, and then we burn ourselves out and we're like, Oh, I failed. Yeah. Because I can't do what I was, what I sought out to do. So therefore yeah. I can't do it, any of it. Or I want to pray more. So I go and set three hours aside and I, and I, do, I can't get myself to be that calm yeah. and quiet for that long. Instead of just taking little mm. steps to, to do it, putting, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to just try and I'm going to get in Proverbs every day and I'm going to try and pray at that same time. And I'm going to adding these things in to pace myself yeah. in my walk with Christ so that I don't feel like I'm burdened and working, you know, for That's my good. salvation rather yeah. than enjoying my, my savior. Yeah. Well, speaking of enjoying our savior, the next practical point on pacing yourself for peace is we need to include rest. We, we need to be intentional about creating rest within our work week. And uh, so often we feel like we're just spinning a bunch of plates, you know, like, I don't know if you guys feel like that, but I feel like that often where if I'm not being intentional and pacing ourselves, like we're just spinning a bunch of plates. 
I like that analogy yeah. earlier of you saying not really going anywhere, but doing <laughs> lots of things. And and also that we can't take our eyes off of what we're focusing on doing. We we believe we can't stop or take a break be, between sets when you're working out, okay? Uh, because we we feel like if we do that, we're gonna lose our pace, and so mm-hmm. we're constantly just going. I th- yeah. I feel this way with social media. Especially as being someone who provides content online, it's like, I feel like I can't keep up with the constant changing of the trend. And so I get overwhelmed. So I shut down and I don't do anything. Mm-hmm. And so anyways, feeling like we're constantly just spinning a bunch of plates and can't stop. But, but that's a lie. Mm-hmm. We actually need rest. The Lord actually created and designed our bodies for rest. Well, if you just think about sleep, which sleep is not the same thing as rest. It's a part of it. We will die. If we don't sleep, like literally our bodies would shut down if we weren't getting enough sleep. Uh, But you're right. God designed us also spiritually and emotionally and mentally for rest Mm -hmm. that we need it. Um, Jesus now is our actual rest uh, from the labors of walking in sin and and death. Jesus is our actual rest. And he tells us to come to him. And he tells us to come to him and give us give him our burdens Mm -hmm. and our weights. Our anxieties. Yep. And that he gives us rest. And uh, so... In Mark 2, 27, it says, And he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. God made the Sabbath, this idea of rest, for men, because for people, because we need rest. Um, and I think we as humans, and especially in the social media world we live in, rest can be a bad word, actually. I feel like there's this idea of that slowing down is looked down upon. Yeah, hustle is the golden word, right? Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Oh, I was really? writing this note down. I said, that crush it sort of attitude. Oh, yeah. And I was like, there's another word that people use, hustle. Mm-hmm. It's like glorified. Yeah. No, no, don't. You work 24-7. You want to be successful. You you can't take rest. Resting is is lazy. Resting is, is not going to get you to your goal. Now, the problem with that is as humans, we get weak emotionally and physically and mentally we get tired not when you're hustling we get exhausted no. we get and when when that happens spiritually what happens temptation comes our way boom yeah, usually we, we fall into no, sin we yeah we get anger or we try and cope in negative ways we're easily frustrated or we snap yep. we're, we're snappy with each other yeah I never get that way because so, we lose sight of what's right yeah what we should be doing and so that's something that we got to fight against is is it's okay rest is okay like we, we took a, a we took a pretty significant break from like posting on social media because it was exhausting. We're yeah. like, you know, and what was hard is we had to fight that temptation to believe that we were failing yeah. what we were doing mm-hmm. or that we were going to lose it all or ruin it if we didn't do that, which means that we're now not even in control of what we're doing anyway. We're in this feedback loop of like, if we don't do it, we're failing mm-hmm. rather than we're doing it because we want to mm-hmm. rather than we're doing it because it's a blessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Uh, after Jesus sends out his disciples two by two, this happens in Mark 6, 30, 32. The apostles returned to Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. And he said to them, come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. For many were coming and going and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in the boat to a desolate place by themselves. Jesus knew the importance of rest. Yeah, well, I read this and I, I don't feel like I've ever even heard this before. Really? Yeah, or I've just... Your eyes are open. Yeah, I, I've <laughs> never... It's really cool that Jesus, that was his encouragement. Is like, you did good your job. Work, no. Go go take go a break. Like, yeah. Go rest for yourself. But how often <laughs> do we allow ourselves to rest? Yeah, I think we think we do. I think maybe we're like, oh, I just need to get a little more sleep or 
Maybe mm-hmm. some of us, but I don't think everybody makes no. that happen. Yeah. Uh, speaking of going to bed, uh, Psalm 127.2 says, It is vain that you rise up early and go to go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. When I read that, I was saying, I, I really do better when I've slept well. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a quite a few like success and hustle Instagrams that I follow just because I like to get some motivations and stuff like that. And a lot of times... They, they say you like some people believe that you you know the most successful people sleep less mm. but they actually sleep more like they program their sleep they yeah they and that's something that i struggle with is and i, I was going to bring it up in a little bit but my mornings are predicated by my evenings yeah so um speaking of sleep i think um like i said this a, a second ago rest is much more than sleep though mm-hmm. Yes, we need good sleep, but that doesn't always happen, especially if you have new babies or like us. Our kids come in. We're, we've been talking to them about this. If it's, come, not, if it's not one, it's the other. Yeah, they, you know, yeah, they come someone. in and, hey, yeah, all five of them, mm-hmm. just like a train. They're trying to get in our bed and to sleep with us and snuggle. And um, But rest is much more than sleep. It's um, a friend of mine once said, rest is doing something that recharges you. And he, he would give an example of, it wasn't that he got more rest, more sleep. He would wake up even earlier sometimes and he'd go to do a hike that he hasn't done in a long time. And that would, he would come back rested. Like rejuvenated. Yeah, because he got away from the things that were stressing him or his, he got to breathe fresh air and be out and using his legs and muscles. So he may be more tired, mm-hmm. but he's rested. So I feel like a lot of these points that we're making today come back to, you have to kind of know yourself. You have to know no, your limits. Self. You have to know what rejuvenates you. You have to know. You have to know yeah, yourself. there's, there's a, a term we've used. And, um, it's something that we've, I think we've been decent at. We could be better at always, but this idea of self-awareness, mm-hmm. having an understanding of self, not selfishness, not like everything needs to be geared to me, but understanding at least, oh, I'm being a jerk right now, or, oh, I'm overwhelmed, mm-hmm. or I'm um, irritable, mm-hmm. like ha- having these self-awarenesses of instead of I'm just doing things and, and reacting and, and I'm, oh no, not that, that's not what's going yeah. on. Being Having an awareness of ourselves is a huge thing. So moving on to the next note that we have here for pacing yourself would be to be patient. Be patient with the process. Be patient with yourself. Be f- patient with your family. Like be patient and wait to put the part in yeah. when I can have my attention on it yes. fully. Yes, exactly. This world lies to us and says that we have to keep running, keep going, keep buying, keep serving, keep doing. Does it sound familiar? Does yeah. anyone else feel that way? I yeah. feel like don't stop. Don't stop. Yeah. Uh, I pulled out this quote from Wel- Wealth. <laughs> Ralph. I pulled out this quote from Ralph Waldo Emerson, and it says, "Adopt the pace of nature. Her secret is patience." It's good because na- really nature good. is patient. So patient. Yeah. You almost don't see it and it's working, but you know that it is because look at the landscape of, of nature and life around you and it it's beautiful and it looks like it's really enjoying itself. <laughs> I want to be like that. Well, I mean, Jesus even brings it up several times just about nature and how it doesn't toil and it doesn't worry about certain things because he takes care of them yeah. and they just kind of do what they're made to do. Um, and so patience, it's not just patience in the results. It's more so uh, patience with ourselves, patience with the amount of time it takes to get to that result. Preparing yourself. Yeah. For it. So it's. I have a story I wanted to share actually go, go about for, that. Go so I 
typically am not good at pacing myself, especially if we have some sort of appointment or something to do outside of the home and, you know, getting five kids in the car and make sure everyone went to the bathroom and has their shoes and jackets and water bottles and all these things. It's like, come on, we got to go. <laughs> so I'm constantly mm-hmm. rushing them. I use the word hurry a lot, which I was just thinking back to one of the episodes we shared in a past season, how I challenged myself not to use that word with them. And I'm going to go back to that because I found myself using it a lot. We've relapsed a bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I was taking the kids to jujitsu And I noticed that time and time again, I'd show up and this other dad would drop off his kid, but he'd always be there 15 minutes early. And I knew this because they were in the the next class. He would come 15 minutes early and they would kind of sit in the car and talk for a little bit, him and his son. And then his son would trek up there and then he would go and he walked so slowly and there's nothing wrong with him. And he just kind of like looks around like he's just got this leisureness, leisurely, mm. leisure, leisure he's way not in a hurry. about him. Yeah. And he's not in a hurry. And I, and I thought to myself, I want to be like him. <laughs> That's who I want to be when I grow up. Um, <laughs> Somebody who's not in a hurry. It was really encouraging. I don't know why I'm trying to beatbox over here. <laughs> <laughs> I want to not rush my kids. I want to not hurry. I want to pace myself and my family in a way mm. where I'm not pushing them so hard and can enjoy that 10 minutes in the car before we actually go into a place. And that teaches them how to arrive early and how to be prompt and mm-hmm. all these things. And so kudos to that dad. I'm learning. <laughs> That's a good example. Uh, oh, no- oh, real quick go before ahead. we move on, uh, just about being patient is when we slow down and we're patient with ourselves and with our family and with the pace of life that we've chosen, we're more flexible, which means we can be disrupted by our kids or by circumstances without being bothered. We can have spontaneous invitations or events come up and and things that the Lord plans for us to deal with. Mm. And we don't get frustrated or flustered or anything because we've made time margin margin for that. That's really good. Yeah. It's convicting too. I know. Let's do it. (laughs) Another uh, tip is, and this is something that we all... I think our flesh doesn't. Uh, don't compare. Something we should not do is look to the left or to the right at that friend or that couple or the social media influencer or the friend at work and compare ourselves and say, see, look how they do it. And I, I do this all the time. I, I, I think about, I see other children that are, you know, doing X, Y, Z. And I'm like, well, should I be doing that? Like, or why aren't my kids in that thing over there? Or, um, you know, a person I see on social media and another dad, another husband and like, wow, look look at that, what they're doing. And I, it puts this burden in my heart of like, I'm not doing enough yeah, or I'm failing over here in that, which it could be something that's good for me to be encouraged and trying to do. But the comparison is the unhealthy way of approaching that. Yeah. Of saying, look at them and look at me. Yeah. There's a difference between looking at someone's life and being encouraged by it and saying, oh, I want to adapt that goal or I want to try that thing. Like that gentleman that's going slow and enjoying his moment with his son. I'll be honest, something I've caught myself doing, especially with homeschool, is I look at like five to 10 people at the same time and go, oh, look at what everyone's doing. I want to do all of it. (laughs) And then it's like one like little bucket. Very unrealistic. Look at all of these moms and how they do this. (laughs) Yeah. And then I wonder why my life doesn't look like everybody's because it can't. We are all unique families and we all have a unique purpose that God has given us. And so we Mm -hmm. need to adapt to that first and foremost. Uh, but we just wanted to encourage you guys not to compare yourselves because then we get in this trap of of um, 
feeling like we're we're missing out or we're failing. Well, I th- I think the the actual act of comparison is you're it's like a, a scale. You're on the low end, they're on the high end. That's exactly what can or you're doing the opposite. You're prideful and you're putting yourself up above. Yeah. Putting yourself below, which is much different than looking at someone and aspiring and saying, "Wow." Yeah. I, I I want some of that in my life because that looks beneficial to me rather than Oh, look, look what they've done and look what I have not done. That's the difference. Yeah. So Jennifer, why don't you share the the last point that we have? So the last one is to check your expectations or set your expectations, I should say. Uh, Make it realistic and communicate with your spouse about what you desire for your family. What what are some goals you can uh, set to achieve or things you consider when you're considering your pace, like pace of life? what, What do you envision? What do you want to see happen? Um, I like to do this in our marriage, especially if I know that we're going to be in a season of heavy lifting. I like to sit down with you, Erin, and go, okay, so this is what we have to do, and this is what we need to do in order to get there. So mm-hmm. how do you want to do this? the sacrifices <laughs> that might have to happen. Exactly. I, me spending a lot of more time than I'm used to, Yeah. you know, watching the kids, being yeah. with the family, which is a good thing. Yeah. But it could be a hard thing because I'm not used to it. Mm-hmm. But that's an expectation. It's like, oh, we have to. Yeah, you kind of mentioned those. you kind of mentioned this earlier. But when I go to do my workout, there's a whiteboard and it's listed right on there what I'm supposed to be doing, and I know start to finish mm-hmm. what my expectation is. And you, when you were doing CrossFit, kind of had the same thing. You could check mm-hmm. in the night before and see, which always drove me crazy. I don't know how you could sleep on that. I would not know check what the it. Workout's be. <laughs> I would not do that. <laughs> I, 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 for a while, I wasn't doing it, but yeah, I liked finding out what it was going to be. Help me know if I need to bring the right shoes. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of different shoes, um, there's different seasons and different uh, needs for different paces when it comes to our families. And so we need to just take all this into account. Like mm-hmm. for us, having a newborn looks a lot different than going on a seven-week road trip across the country. And our pace of life felt a lot different in both of those circumstances. When Some people say, go on seven week trips and then have a newborn. That's true. Some people, <laughs> some people are amazing like that for our family. That would be very difficult. And I know right in my the middle heart. of it, <laughs> but it's a good point though. Having, cause it's one thing to set an expectation. It's another thing that that expectation is totally unrealistic. Mm-hmm. And like, it's another you, thing if we don't communicate our expectations, that gets that gets messy. Jennifer, do you do you ever do that? <laughs> do you ever have like a list of expectations Sometimes. that you don't tell me? Yes, yeah. I'm guilty. So communicating them and setting setting realistic ones that you can actually take actionable steps toward mm-hmm. accomplishing. Yeah, which it slows you down because you're you're gonna have much the expectations will drop to a manageable. Yeah, which is great because that's the first tip on our episode today is slowing down. So see it all working together here symbiotically. (laughs) Okay. I threw this little note in here because I thought it was interesting when we talk about expectations. Uh, But the reason, one of the reasons for setting expectations is to avoid disappointment because Mm -hmm. we know what we're setting ourselves up for. And I was thinking about this last year and just my own um, heart toward my beliefs and understanding scripture on end times prophecy. And a lot of people have been talking about it in social media lately, which is interesting, but just that heart of like craving and yearning and desiring for Jesus and to be with him one day mm-hmm. and knowing that that is coming. And so I pulled out James 5, 8, and it says, you also be patient, establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord is at hand. And I really liked that verse and mm-hmm. I wanted to share it with you today. Well, what I love about it is you, you, with this yearning and craving for the Lord's return uh, is a good thing. 
something to look for. And the, the Bible even tells us to hasten the day. Like mm-hmm. we, we desire it to come quickly, but at the same time, we are patient for it, mm-hmm. knowing that God doesn't wish that any should perish. So there's like this tension of mm-hmm. how do we pace ourselves knowing that that will come, but we don't know when. But what I also love is God made a way for us to be with Jesus now. So we don't have to wait for his return. We get to be Amen. in his word and in prayer and boldly go before the throne room of God. It's good. And like we can have him always at hand. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and he's our endurance. He's our strength. He's the reason that we pace ourselves. Well, he's the reason we desire to learn and grow. Yeah. And to it's not just to be successful. Like we don't we don't share these things to be like, hey, here's how to be better human beings. It's we the, when we work on these things and we grow and we mature, it's beneficial to our children, yeah. to our spouse, to ourselves, um, makes us more able to be used by the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're good things all around, but they're not. we don't do them to earn anything from God. Mm-hmm. God already gave us everything in Jesus Christ, and it had nothing to do with how good we are pacing ourselves. But if we can grow in these areas, like we des- it's a good thing yeah. for our family for our ministries. So that's what we, I just want to encourage you and do a little caveat. I like it. All, so. I like it. Okay. So I just wanted to roll through kind of our practicals for pacing ourselves to try and get that peace in our life. So from start to finish, don't start out full force or hot out the gate. <laughs> Reserve yeah. your energy for longevity. Come in hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Reserve your energy for longevity. Uh, next one is make a priority list. Uh, to set up for success, cut out the cut off the outliers. Like in the priority list, are there things that they don't they're not necessary right now? Yeah, but you kind of want them to be. It's good. Put them in order and try and you know, as some people say, do the hard thing first. <laughs> <laughs> Include rest, or else you'll burn out. Yeah, and rest in Jesus. Uh, be patient, um, which also allows and be allowing of disruptions. Yeah, it's good. Don't compare yourself because it steals your joy along the way Mm -hmm. and then check those expectations at the dough (laughs) (laughs) with all that combined you can have a really steady pace yeah okay Aaron you said something in the very beginning that I just want to reiterate because it was really profound and good and I want them to remember it you said learning to have a pace is really about learning to make small steps of consistency consistency and routines and I think these small steps in these practical ways to pace yourself is how you mm-hmm. increase your peace. And I'm trying to do that. Um, I'm just going to give a little note real quick. <laughs> I know it's not on the notes, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, a small step I took to help myself get back into a morning routine, even though I have not been crazy successful at it. Crazy. Is I set, so that's crazy. <laughs> uh, I set a 5 a.m. alarm every for every day of the week, mm. except for Saturday and Sunday. Um, so the challenge this week, no, just kidding. <laughs> Well, the challenge is to not hit snooze for an hour and a half. Mm. It's to wake up on the first or second snooze. But because I have that alarm, that's one step closer. It's a small step. And I got up once or twice last week. Good job. Early. So I'm nailing it. That's great. (laughs) High five. Okay. All these little areas uh, will help you overall bring a sense of health and wellness to better your marriage and your atmosphere of your home. So we hope that this inspires you and encourage you to take hold of the conversation with your spouse and do something about it. Take, <laughs> if small, you need take to. small steps. Unless you're really great at pacing yourself and then you're just, Some that's people awesome. are. I know. And if you are, you should go encourage someone with this and help them because <laughs> a lot of people need help like us. <laughs> 
Okay, the weekly challenge is... Well, last week's was play a game. Which we're going to do. We're going to do that. <laughs> Sorry, we haven't. We're going to do it. Okay, so I guess it's do a workout together. Yep. Ooh. It could be something fun. It doesn't have to be... Some sit-ups? CrossFit, you know. Some squats. Don't come out the gate hot, guys. Unless Pick you really a want ball. to. Pickleball. <laughs> Is a game and yeah. a workout. Okay, so we're going to okay. double up. You can double up like we are if you want. Double it up. Um, it could also just be a stretch or some small weights, whatever you want to do. We did P90X once together. Do you remember that? That was like 20 years ago. That was amazing. <laughs> we still have the DVDs. I know. <laughs> we should do that again and record it and put it on reels or something. Oh, man. <laughs> if you guys can find P90X, you should do it. Have fun. All right. Have fun with it. Let's pray. Dear Lord. Thank you for the encouragement to evaluate our lives and how we pace ourselves. We pray we would consider the ways we get burnt out easily and make adjustments to our schedule as needed. We pray we would be better at resting. Please help us to find a rhythm that blesses our family and encourages good growth. When we do feel tired, stretched, or as if we can't continue on, please help us to lean on you and to rely on your strength. We pray we would, be, we would apply wisdom you give us in your word. We pray we would find ways of recuperating and making them a priority. When it comes to support in marriage, we pray we would have a good balance of pushing each other to press on through the hard things, but also encourage one another to rest well. We pray your will would be done in our marriage and through us. In Jesus' name, amen. We love you and we'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Marriage After God podcast. If you found today's episode fun and encouraging, please take a moment to share it on social media or in an email to some of your married friends. Also, would you please take a moment and leave us a review? Reviews help to spread the word about our podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode, and you can always check out more of our resources at marriageoftergod.com. You can follow us on social media for more marriage encouragement on Facebook and Instagram at Marriage After God, at Husband Revolution, and at Unveiled Wife. We hope you have an incredible week and look forward to sharing more with you next week on the Marriage After God podcast. Do you desire to pray more for your spouse? Do you desire to pray more with your spouse? We understand that you may not know where to start, or maybe you feel uncomfortable praying, or maybe you don't know what to pray, or maybe you simply want to add something more to your current prayer life. This is why we wrote The Marriage Gift, 365 Prayers for Our Marriage. We desire that it would be used as a daily reminder and catalyst for you and your spouse to grow a dynamic and consistent prayer life together. This book is a compilation of 365 unique and powerful prayers that cover a range of diverse topics that every marriage deals with. You can read it alone, or ideally, you read it with your spouse. Also, we hope that the topics that are brought up in these prayers would become a starting point for deeper and more intimate conversations with your spouse and a desire to seek God on these matters together. Visit themarriagegift.com today and order your copy and give your marriage the greatest gift, powerful and meaningful prayer. Visit themarriagegift.com today.